Welcome. Welcome, Hannah. Welcome, Malia. Welcome back to our podcast. Welcome, listener. Yes, um, I'm glad that you showed up to work today. This isn't work. It's fun. I mean, it is fun. But it is a lot of fucking work, and I hate it. Oh, wow. Well, I don't think it was that much work. <laughs> and not the it's recording part. The it's the afterwards part. Like, the doing it all. Getting it on the that internet. Is, that is work. Um, It's because we have no money. Yeah. So we have to do everything ourselves. One day. I'll just pay someone to do it. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But uh, welcome back to episode 10 of Book Market Podcast. I think we're still going to end up changing the name. I do too. And I like, <laughs> I forget the name every time. I'm like, what is the name of our podcast? I'm One like, day we'll uh, come up with something catchy. If anybody has ideas, we are open. Open to those suggestions. Um, obviously, I don't want to get right into talking about chapters. We're starting on chapter 25 today. For everyone who's been listening, we're going to try to get more succinct so you know what you're listening to and we know what we're talking about. Uh, this is just really helpful. But before we dive into the book, obviously, I care more about hearing you talk about yourself. Oh, I love talking about myself. <sighs> Great. What, is so, this an interview? Do you have questions? Well, no, I just... I didn't come with any questions. I just made this, did this new thing. I was like, oh, I should put talking points you of things that we should, <laughs> that we should... Um, talk about? Yeah, like... It'd be you really can't. helpful if I could read my own writing. That was oh, oh, I wrote me and Hannah's relationship. I was like, oh, oh, what does that mean? I just wrote this this morning, so I should know what that means. Um, we've So we've had a lot of, we haven't recorded. We don't record every week. We record, you know, every month or two, depending on our sh- schedules. Um, so we've had some fun developments, and I think I wanted to talk about it because I was I go back and I listen to our old episodes because I'm pretty much one of our like three fans. <laughs> that listen. It's how we get any sort of statistical ratings in our analytics. Yeah, uh, it's how many times do Malia listen to it? But in episode nine, we're talking about our relationships, how they've just crumbled, and we're single, living our lives. And I was like, yeah, that did happen at the beginning of the summer because we recorded that in June. Yeah. And um, it's now mid-August. Mm-hmm. And we've, you know, we've talked about me and your relationship just as friends and how mm-hmm. we're trying to, like, navigate it. And we're back to a better place because, we you know, we sat down and had, like, an intentional conversation about what expectations we were going to meet within our friendship. And I know this sounds insane. That's the funny part because it does sound like you're like in a relationship. But honestly, all relationships are relationships. <laughs> Whether they're romantic or not is the difference. But you should still, if they're important relationships, I, I feel they should be treated with a, a monicum of respect in any degree. I agree. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, but we've been now, we've shifted back to like, we're hanging out all the time. We're back to traveling for work. So me and Hannah, our jobs, um, we don't have the same job, but they are highly supported by each other at a very high level. So we're back on the road again, traveling a lot, which means we're sharing a lot of hotel rooms. All of our pictures are kind of the same because we're together all the time, which is what used to happen. So we would get all these people being like, are you guys lesbians? And I, I was thought like, about, where are you going with this? Yeah. Well, I, I thought about it because uh, I was listening in episode eight about how we broke up and you're like, well, I can't find a boyfriend because no one wants to date me. And I was like, well, I obviously want to date you all the time. And you got really uncomfortable about it. I mean, <laughs> and when I say that, I mean, friend date, 
not yeah. romantically yeah. because I think that we go on friend dates all the time. Right. Yeah, we do. It's a good time. So I was just going to ask you how you felt about the stigma of all these people um, as gang if we're lesbians again, just because we're BFFs. And I was like, mm, yeah, I mean, we're haters. I've had people outright ask me if y- you and I were dating Which is weird. and it just made me laugh. Like I don't take it offensively by any means. Oh, thank God. Um, I think it's interesting. Like you could tell the person in question who did, like she had to work up the nerve to ask me. <laughs> and I was like, what? Do you think it's your lesbian braid that makes I people? Think, <laughs> I mean, I do always have this braid in. I don't, I think I give off. That's your Maybe I give the off. masculine energy. We also <sighs> talked about that in episode nine, how we don't know how to get rid I of know. it. I think maybe the way I dress at work, cause I'm in athleisure wear pretty much all the time. Maybe that comes across a little lesbian. But your ass and titties are always out. So, I know, but I have just, no. Uh, I can appreciate the female form. Like I can be like, damn, that girl's hot. But I have no, yeah, no interest in like pursuing that on a romantic or physical level. Agreed. I have to um, deal with myself. I can't imagine dealing with someone else. Of but the I, same. I honestly, I think it's a compliment to our friendship. If someone's like, wow, they're so close that they look like they're dating, and maybe it's because we like put weird stuff on the internet like <laughs> holding our toes together or like i don't know i guess just it can come know across. That, that definitely happened uh it was pr- it was going to be the intro to our only fans that we also use to direct <laughs> people to our podcast yeah. <laughs> it's just a form of guerrilla marketing yeah. don't worry about it but like i think people just they're not used to seeing female friends i guess show as much affection as we do maybe in the way that we do that's fair um but I'm proud of that. Like it is, if I like you, I do show affection and like, I'll be like, hi, or I'll like love on you. Like yeah. in that way. You're a, a tactile person yeah, with and your feelings. Like I've told you, I, I think the world is a lot more like little women. Mm. Like we're made to, I think female friendships are really important or same sex friendships are really important. Um, but like I would be happy if I lived in a house with like four of my girlfriends and we like co-own the house together and then I saw my significant other on the side. Oh God, that would just be a versus delight. the other way around, which is what seems to happen more often. Well, all, all the time. Yeah. Um I agree with that. But I've also never really I mean, I have lived with partners, but I've never in that time of being on this earth have I ever thought <laughs> Wow, this is so much fun. I'm having such a good time. <laughs> I end up just turning into their mom, and I really don't know how to fix that. Yo, there is no answer. Listeners, if you all have suggestions, please, for the love of God, because no matter what age it seems like, no matter what age they are, they just want someone to fucking take care of them. Well, I think in and some like, capacity, you when you are in a romantic relationship, you do take care of each other. But it should be mutual. Yeah, but it's always like, and it's, it is partly on me, right? Like I'm the one that goes into mothering mode until I realize I don't want to do this anymore, but they've become so accustomed to it that they they just see it as, oh, that's just normal. That's how she is. Well, it's, it's I'm like, awesome. I'm not going to clean your fucking bathroom. And it's like, I shouldn't have to ask you to do the dishes. It should just be like a... You should just do that. Oh, I see that that's something that needs to be done. Let's do it. Or say, hey, Hannah, I really hate fucking doing the dishes. Would you mind doing that? And I'll clean the toilet because I know you don't like doing that. It's like I love a that. joint conversation of, hey, let's divide up these chores, not putting it on me to be like, oh, tell me what you want me to... Mm. I, we're going to go down a rabbit hole if we're not careful. <laughs> 
I it's, no, I'm totally yeah. with you. I'm totally with you. Um, I do believe that it should be a conversation of how you want to mutually care for space. Yeah. Even if you don't live together and you're just like there all the time or back and forth, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then I've found personally with the people I try to have those conversations with, like obviously it's a testament to their maturity level. It's like, why are you, why are you trying to pin me down? Why are you trying to tell me what to do? Why aren't you doing this? Why are you like this? And I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. No offense. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was all a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really enjoyed that conversation. <laughs> I have an, I have another book. It, I was about to travel into a different conversation that you will fucking like laugh so What's hard. What's your about. segue? How are you going to segue us into this? Well, I was, gonna I have s- no talking. Points. I was going to segue into what new books are you, have you read any new books? Oh yes, 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 yes. Oh, I like this. We could do a little book corner. Yeah. I am stealing the corner from my favorite murder, but I okay. love how they do that. Book nook. Yeah. Oh, it's our little book <laughs> nook. Um, yeah. Obviously, like we're diving really, really deep into A Court of Thorn and Roses through this podcast um, and hopefully through other series if we ever fucking make it through. Um, we're on the precipice. I know. It's about to start getting real good. It's. But obviously we read other books in the we meantime. We um, so I'm currently reading The Magicians. Mm. Um, it is by I think I want to say Lev Grossman but I could be wrong okay um, <laughs> you might know that might sound familiar to you if you watch um, sci-fi or if you have a Netflix subscription and it's been suggested to you um, it was turned into motherfucker you stop that right now ready stop it no Look at Chester, though. He's just napping. Oh. He knows he's not supposed to do that. Don't you dare go to the other side. I'll fuck you up. I'm trying to act all innocent. Sorry. We're talking about the cats specifically, not humans. We can cut that out. <laughs> I might leave it. Freddie scratches this really cool antique table I have, and I think he does it just to spite me. But I digress. Um, so I'm... You might recognize it by the sci-fi show it originally was, and then Netflix Netflix picked it up. Um, called the it's, Magician. It's literally the show is literally called the Magicians, and I I liked the show. Um, it was a COVID watch for me because like I just kind of started running out of things, and it got suggested to me, and I was like, oh, this is already a complete series. It has all the seasons on there, Love so I that. can just like, oh my god, it's literally raining. It's raining in my house. If you got hot, now you're getting cooled down. Yeah. Um, I have the windows open, so if you hear any nature sounds, that's why. Close? Oh, I see it. I was yeah. like, how do you even get this open? Yeah, they're French. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm reading that after watching it because normally oh, I do it the yeah, other way that's around. That's interesting. But it's so hard for me because I already know what happens. But in the book, it's not happening the way that... Like, the time frames in the show are so off mm. that I'm like, either this is, the book is going to twist in a way where it all makes sense, or the writers really had to rearrange things to make it make sense for TV. It's, I don't, not, like, uh, it's not like Outlander where they yeah, were really Outlander is, I have never read a book that is so on point to the show. Like, to, to the minute, minute, is that how you say that? Like, to the tiniest details, it's right. There's only a couple things that are off, but, like, 
this is not that. Yeah. The book is also not as good as I thought it would be. Jamie makes it better. Sam Hewn makes it better. Oh, we're talking about Outlander. I was talking oh, about the magicians. We went back to the magicians, sorry. The book is, I think Outlander's great. Yep. It, oh, okay. I'm in like the fourth one right now and I had to take a break because it was getting too familiar. Mm. Um, but the magicians just, I don't know. I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. I already bought all three books. So, oh, so you're I'll, committed. Yeah, I'll finish it. But like it, it's not sparking a ton of joy in, in me right now. Okay. I feel like I'm having to force my way through it. Like I'm reading it because I started it. So I have to finish it kind of thing. Yeah, no, I get you. That was me with the, uh, that Holly Black series, mini. Uh, Cruel Prince. Ugh. Yeah, it was not I a just good stopped. one. I, I was a force and I just I, just I got quit. you her. I know. Her, she had her her debut into adult fantasy fiction with, what is it, Black Knight? Oh, yeah. Is that the one that you got me, that dark one? Book of Night. Book yeah, of Night. I did not, I haven't read it yet because I. I also bought it for myself. Oh, I went and read the back of it and I was like, oh, this sounds scary. I can't read it right now. It's too dark outside. <laughs> oh my God. I think uh, I might read it during uh, October. Well, I like that. It feels like an October book Should for me. Should we read it together? Yeah, we can. Oh, okay, I love that. Then we can update each other on it. What books yeah. are you reading right now? Um, so I got into, obviously I was, after reading Crescent City and waiting for Miss Sarah to get us some more books, I was, you know, I needed to fill that void of fantasy fiction mixed with smut, and so I Googled a lot. Mm. Uh, and I found this series. Um, I want to say this girl's name is Amelia Hutchinson. I made a very specific note to look at that book really hard before I left my house to memorize it because I guess I thought pictures weren't necessary. Whatever. Uh, I do believe her name is Amelia Hutchinson and it's called the, um, I think it's just called the Chaos Series. The Crown of Chaos thing. Yeah. You were telling me but about But there's, there's so far five books in the series and there's a sixth one coming out. Oh, we, so, love, we love a long series. I'm just calling it the Chaos Series because everyone is like Fire of Chaos, uh, yeah. Crown of Chaos. The the one coming up is Queen of Chaos. Fun. Um, and I really like it. Uh, I'm going to give my critique on it going, whoever the fuck the editor is, uh, they should be fired. I can send you my highlighted notes. And I'm not like a huge, everything has to be perfect in a book. Like I understand humans make mistakes, but this is like every other page. Instead of saying woman, like with an A, it says women, but they're talking about singular. And it's just like weird grammatical things where it's like, did a computer do this or did a person actually like go through and check this and make sure it was right? But there's so many that it's like, it's become a sticking point for me where I'm like, I can maybe they read sent this. the wrong book to print. I don't know. Like the wrong copy. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you, but there's a, a lot of, of that like grammatical errors in the editing. Um, so but the book's good overall. You like it? Yeah, she's, uh, the story is good. She's not, uh, I don't feel like caliper wise as, as great as Sarah is in. You think they enjoy being compared to each other, but I guess they're in the same genre, so you kind of have to. And I honestly don't know much about this, this person at all. I don't know how old she is, how long she's been writing. Her storyline is at least, it's, it's captured my attention and I've obviously stayed in it despite all the the editorial issues okay um it's a lot more witchy I love witches uh yeah and it's so it inspired me though so even then it's got enough smut where I'm like ooh, I'm down for this mm. uh you will you will laugh because they do a lot more of uh purring like I don't like that. I know you don't but this the is like purring and growling really gets to no, me no but this is like legitimate like they're like 
actual like low-key animals so they're making like genuine like shapeshifters sort of but not i can't can tell you, you what they can are can you give me an example like do the sound like they rattle to each other do it i can't because in my mind it's sort of like a snake meets a meets something like i don't i don't fucking that turned care. me off good <laughs> i wasn't trying to turn you on um so I just don't know how you'll feel about it, but I do. I like, just have to glaze over those. <laughs> there's a lot of it. Oh. I mean, like you can't glaze okay, over I'll, it. I'll read I still it. recommend I'll reading read it. it because I do like where it's going. She's gotten, she's got some plot twists that I'm really enjoying. I love a good plot twist, mm-hmm. but it's still, again, one of those, like the man's a billion years old and Ugh. she's like 26. Thank yeah, God we, she was at least in her late mid mid twenties. Like, I don't know what it is. It like the vampire thing or like all in more. I don't know what it is about sci-fi, but it it's it's nerds. It, being but like, it, the man is always so old, <laughs> and it feels like he's like, like grooming of- this young woman, and it just feels gross. Don't worry, she's really strong. He's not grooming her because she stands her own. Either another point. The point is, she is actually a witch, uh, and so it is a lot okay. like literally I'm a more witch too. Well, I'm really into it. So it's inspired me, though, to be like, oh, I should get more into, like, yeah. rocks and crystals and stuff. Yeah. So. I told you I I found a a uh, a spell. I don't think it's a spell. It's a ritual. Uh, that's what I'm calling the them. The cinnamon ritual. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I already shared this with you, but I feel like I'll share it with everyone. Share it with, share it with the, ta- the so town. They recommend you do it on the first day of the month, A, because it's easy to remember, and B, because it's like the start of a new cycle, so it like is a refresh button or a reset button kind of thing. Hi, Freddie. Freddie's joined us. If you, well. He's kind of hidden. Yeah. Um, but you're supposed to stand outside of your front door with a like handful of cinnamon, ground cinnamon. And you like, they have specific words you can say, but it's basically saying like setting the intention that you're welcoming abundance into your home. Mm. And then you blow physically blow the cinnamon through your front door, like into your entryway. And you're like, I invite abundance into my home. I love abundance. And, um, it could be abundance of anything, money, love, food, joy. Those are my main three things. (laughs) Um, but you can, you can set your intention of abundance of anything right. and then you're supposed to leave the cinnamon on the ground for at least 24 hours. Um, you're going to struggle with that. It's going to be so hard. You're going to lay in bed thinking about it. Yeah. Cause I can't leave a mess. It like bothers me to my core. <laughs> um, like, have you seen the, I don't really, I'm not a Kardashian person, but mm. I have seen the clip of Khloe Kardashian where she apparently also has like, like the, the control. OCD, yeah thing mm-hmm. and so her fridge is like everything color much coded. like mine it's like color coded everything's lined up and chris i guess invites someone into their i've only yes. seen the instagram reel i haven't yes. seen the actual episode someone trying to break her that and she said i can't wait for you to leave yeah she's <laughs> like as soon as you leave i'm gonna fix that <laughs> it's like yeah exactly same um but that's that's uh i'm gonna try it on the first september 1st me too I'm really excited about it. Me too. And yeah, and I, t- um, well, this also, they do a lot of um, sage burning in this to like, it's like an energy reset. And I was like, oh, you know, I need to reset my energy. I'm going to sage yeah. my house. So I bought some sage and lavender um, yeah. on the internet because I did not want to go to a hippie store. I just, I feel like my energy wouldn't mesh with theirs and I didn't want to like fuck anybody up. That's fine. Pick the wrong thing. So do I just you. chose it from the internet instead. 
uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sage my house, and I I was have you ever saged before? No. Okay. I looked up how to do it because you can do it wrong, turns out, and you yeah. can trap the demons inside. Yeah. I uh, think you have to pick a certain kind of sage, right? Too. I got white sage with um, with lavender. Okay. For cleansing and you know healing and whatever, okay. and you have to just be really like mindful of it. You don't want there's a lot of cultural appropriation, mm-hmm. and honestly, at this point, I'm like that's just called traditions and you're passing them on. I don't know. I'm not trying to be anybody other than I'm just trying to get like bad energy out of my house. Like whatever <laughs> culture created that. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm going to use it and honor it and hopefully do and it. The right honor way. it. Yeah. yeah. So I've been reading a lot how to do it. And I, so I told someone I was going to do that and they told me I was a witch and that they were never coming over again after I saged my apartment. Someone really said that to you? Yes, like they a did. friend? Uh, a boy and I was Ugh. like well I guess this has done its job I didn't even have to actually do it and I got rid of the it. negative energy love that Whew. so it looks saved like it a, works saved a bullet for that one <laughs> it works um so yeah I I was like I'm really into this series and I can't wait the the queen of chaos comes out in December so I need oh, something nice. to do until that comes out oh I have so much time yeah you've got five books they're I long could, I could speed read them you can they're like not if I like, get really into it I won't be able to put it down like I think I read Crescent City in two days after trying to read it for like three weeks maybe a month or so because I just I couldn't get past those first 80 pages for a hot minute oh Crescent City yeah yeah well it's just but after that I was like fire oh, hose yeah information truly um, um okay that's so great that's, yeah thanks for Book sharing over no thank you I'm I'm questioning the magicians now I'm wondering if I should just try like if I should try to read it or if I try to try to watch it. Um, the watching it, I I do find the show more entertaining. It does get. Um, there's, the whole thing with them is that like the magicians in this book, they don't use wands, mm-hmm. though some of them do. They use their hands. I like that. to create the spells. So like if you were to watch it with no sound, they're just doing yeah they're just doing like these weird hand signs. But then I was thinking like about Dr. how Strange. the actors had to literally yeah like Doctor Strange. Strange, it's like the actors literally had to learn all these fucking hand scent signals. I would have. Do you think they were doing real magic? Maybe, <laughs> but like we should ask. I think that once you can kind of get past the the nerdiness of that <laughs> it's fine the story's pretty good it does mix in like a storybook mm. like it's all centered around this like storybook world called fillery um that is a book series in the human world that they find out is real it so it's way? like kind of like narnia meets harry potter but with more adult themes all right it's worth a watch. like i it didn't bore me I think I've tried to watch it before and I just didn't get like hooked. So I think maybe yeah. I just need to try again. Like when I'm I said, like, it was a COVID watch. So I was, yeah. I was desperate for anything, but I mean, it has a pretty good traction. That's why I thought the books, I don't know. Maybe it's not aligning. Yeah. It happens. It I happens. mean, like the whole first book is already way off base. They're already done with school in the first book. I don't get it. And I'm like, so isn't thing happens at school. Not the point. Yeah, but like in the show, that's not how it works. So mm. it's just very confusing. Well, I'll let you know. I'll keep you updated. Keep me posted. Yeah. All right. Well, let's turn to the book that we are reading. Um, and before we actually start that one, have you seen all the social media that is coming out about this fucking series? We've got some lot of good people out there doing TikToks, and oh, I was like, this I is. I was where like, what? <laughs> no, like, like the. The public, our non-listeners who should be our listeners, are out here yeah. fanning over this book. We should just start 
sliding in their DMs was our podcast link. Um, but there's been a lot of really, uh, really funny ones. I saw one the other, that I think I'm pretty sure you showed me where it was this girl. Where she was just like 19 year old illiterate girl covered in worm shit. <laughs> yeah. She just had like little brown smudges on her face. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I sent you one of another one that I saw where some girl was dressed up like Tamlin and fair is it inside the glass door. Did you watch it? I don't think I saw that. I sent it to our, our podcast. IG. Oh, that's why I haven't checked that. Uh, yet. It's really funny. Okay. I I'll highly recommend it. it. So there's like people out there like, like dread. Like, sh- should we do some skits maybe one day? I don't know. I don't think that's us. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I don't that's, think that's us at all. <laughs> but I do like, I like watching them and yeah. laughing at them. Yeah. It's great. I've been li- listening to the uh, graphic novel again. I'm against the graphic novel in it, so many ways. It has taken. All I'm saying, so if Sarah paid any money for that, I would ask for it back. She should be getting paid for it. I hope. Well, yeah, she should royalties. be getting. But like, I, it makes me nervous for the show to come out. They can really fuck it up, like because because of the, the content, gra- it's bad. It can, it's so bad. It can get cringy real fast. It can, but like it the does. graphic audio is just. <laughs> It makes me want to throw up. I think uh, I actually did throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> you went, Ugh. yeah. It, it's not. Mm. It is not at the caliber that I know I could make it at. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm serious. Like, I think I, it always comes back to I could do it better. I don't think they hired voice actors. I think they just found people that already worked there and were like, "Hey, we need you to record this really quick." <laughs> Damn, I need a job. And I, there, that's, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> I feel bad because I'm insulting people, but it's just uh, it's the casting is not good. It's yeah, it's uh, questionable. It's definitely questionable. And you already know I don't like the growling, and there's a lot of it. Oh yeah, when they <laughs> when they do the sex, yeah. it's no longer just in your head that you're reading it. It's out it's, loud, and other yeah. people are doing it literally and figuratively. I guess. No, I was listening to it, and I was getting groceries, and I was listening <laughs> to it while I was in the grocery store, and I was like. <laughs> awkward if somehow this ended up being played out loud i would be so embarrassed so embarrassed so embarrassed like, <laughs> okay okay what chapter around 25 right, so yeah so we're gonna kick off 25 uh it's my it turn. is hannah's turn to read her synopses <sighs> okay um i really kind of wanted 26 doesn't matter your odds there's so much to talk about in 20, you, it doesn't mean wait. you can't talk in 26 you just gotta do i know i know wait I think it's interesting you've been doing synopsis for every chapter. I only do the ones for mine. Because it, it helps me, it helps remind me so I can, I put my talking points in it too. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm always odds. That means I have the fucking sex chapter. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. But I'm not. I didn't do that. Yes, I'm evens. Damn. I've only been doing even uh, summaries. I don't like to overwork if I don't have to. So. Okay. <sighs> I don't. Please stop making those noises. <laughs> Um, I'm more just worried about the next episode already. Um, sorry, that's my impending doom. How long are we already recording? Oh, it's already been 30 minutes. Oh, that's okay. But obviously a lot of that we were just okay. dicking around. Chapter 25 is is super fun because um, it's a party. If you remember where we left off, um, Feyre had found that. He- I think I need to clean something up because okay. I didn't listen to all of nine yet. Go for it. In, in episode eight, we kept referencing Kalanmai as... Uh, Fire Knight. It's, but they're different things. Kalanmai is not Fire Knight. Fire Knight was where the rite happened, and then Kalanmai happens like a few days after that. 
and that's why I was listening to it because I was reading it. I was like, Helen Mind's like the, um, it's different, isn't it? It is different. Not in my. Then go fire one night, then Callan Mai, and then um, summer solstice. I didn't think there were three parties. I thought there were only two, because she actually gets invited to this one. I know. I literally wrote. She gets invited. It's summer solstice, and Fair is actually invited to this party, and she gets trashed. <laughs> I love That's that. That's my opening <laughs> sentence. Okay, I think I need. To we go can back. look it up. I'm confused because I was listening to it, going, "Oh my God, is Cal and Mai the same as Fire I Night?" I thought Cal and Mai and Fire Night, because remember they make all those big bonfires, and that's what she sees when yeah. she looks out. Mm-hmm. And so they call it Fire Night because it's the Great Right. A lot of things happen that night, but I thought like it was officially called Cal and Mai, and then like it took on this nickname of Fire Night because they have all those fires out stretched across the land and then she's like I gotta be out there because she has FOMO yeah I don't know I'm confused now so I'm well, gonna just trust you I let's I just not worry about it we can look it up later yeah I, I made a, a mental note to ask you that one but I guess you're well right. that's well that's what my understanding I could be wrong I'm not often, but I could be wrong. No, because we just said it a lot, and I just kept going, is Cal and I the same thing? Because they call it Fire Night, but I guess it is maybe synonymous. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. You're good. Uh, so maybe I was just confused. Continue. <laughs> so, uh, well, you already heard it. It's We had ended on, like, how... Um, yeah, give us a recap. You know, Farid found that head in the garden, really freaked her out, and um, they say it's, like, just a a prank by the night court's high lord and all this stuff um and then Farah's basically stockholm syndrome's fully set in she's like i don't even feel like a prisoner whatever that she's, was chapter 24 yeah like she's finding her home and her groove in in the spring court and it's summer solstice now that's where 20 chapter 25 picks up and normally that's a celebration in the summer court but because the blight and all this shit, they're not celebrating there, whatever. So they're having their own celebration in the spring court. And they literally say, Farah, you're invited. Like, you can come to this one. And she's like, oh, thanks. oh, shit. It's like a girl who goes to college after not being allowed, like being super sheltered in high school. And her very first party, she just goes balls to the wall. Mm. She's chugging drinks. She's dancing. She's giggling. Um, I mean, she is literally trashed off this fairy wine, which isn't even like wine. It's like some sort of psychedelic. For sure. I, I in my mind, it's more like ecstasy. Yeah. But um, so she drinks and drinks much to Lucian's dismay. I literally wrote that mm. um, ending up in the dance circle. And like, this is why I think it's psychedelic. Cause she's like, I'm one with the earth. I could do this on that. I don't <laughs> even know where my shoes went. Like, I'm like, give me some of that shit. <laughs> um, and she basically just keeps dancing around. Lucian's like trying to catch her babysitter or whatever. And there's these like musicians playing and it's sort of like a, a fiddle and I think a, like a folksy music. Yeah, folksy music. Um, I love folksy. Yeah, I like like our folk now, not like, well, I can get down with a fiddle every now and then actually. I have to be in the right mood. <laughs> Wow. Um, okay. Judgment free. Judgment, judgment free. I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. Um, 
And that's when she realizes that one of the musicians, the fiddle player, is actually Tamlin. And this, I don't know why, I just, it makes me not like Tamlin. Because <laughs> she's like all about how, oh yeah, Tamlin wanted to be like this traveling minstrel who like went around and played his fiddle. And that's just so dorky to me. Um, but it's also like dorky that he's, I don't know. I'm just Feyre's basically a groupie. Like <laughs> there's a place off Ocean <laughs> Avenue where I used to sit and talk with you. We were both 18 and it felt so right. Sleeping and all day, staying up all night. <laughs> exactly. They had a fiddle. I think it was a violin, but fuck um, it. It was all the same. But Fair is like it's a not. groupie, but it's not like a cool band. It's not. They're it's not, not at a rock show. At He's literally playing the <laughs> fiddle. And I'm like. Calm down. And I say, um, I said, this is when things start to get saucy. He's turned on by her dancing and she's turned on by his playing. And that's what they do. Like he plays her songs and he's all like sweaty and into it. And she's sweaty and into it. And he's like, dance, Farah, dance for me. <laughs> and I'm like, ew. <laughs> I can't. That was good. Oh, wow. Okay. And it, that's what they do. Um, and then Tamlin finally, like, leads her away from the main party and is like, I want to show you something better. What's that? And that's when I'm like, don't go away from the party with a man when you've been really fucked up. Like, that's a bad move. That's how you. Somebody you this is where. I know, but this is where it ends up and you get murdered. Yeah. Um. But he leads her away and they listen to like the Will-O-Wisp or whatever who have also come. I don't know. It's some like mystical shit. And they watch the the sunrise and all these spirits dance and sing or whatever. And I don't know. It was hard for me to get into it because it all felt like a very like um, high school romance movie scene. Is it still the synopsis? Are we talking about it? I'm almost done with my synopsis. It's full-blown raining I into my apartment. I might need want. to close these windows. You just let me. Let know. me get through the synopsis, and then we will. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it reminds me of, like, this high school movie scene, like, you know, where they, like, stay out late and watch the sunrise, and she's, like, sitting between his legs, and they, they totally, like, make out, but they don't go past that. Um, Damn. But, like, Farrah says it's the happiest moment of her life, which... Mm is it's cute i mean um and i i said like if you want to get deep with it she basically like up until this time has been borrowing like tamlin's belief sort of thing like she didn't think the world could be better she had no hope she thought it was just you know hunting in the woods and starving um and that there was nothing really out there for her and tamlin has like showed her all this new world and she sort of borrowed that from him until she had that hope in herself. And I think she's finally sort of found that where um, she's happy, which is cute. It is cute. It's, that was a good synopsis. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <coughs> yeah, I, I have some things to say about it. Say them. I have some interesting points, at least. For me, at, at least, this was kind of the... Um, it's the first time that I've seen her go really, 
her affection for him that's been growing that mm. we've been calling Stockholm syndrome, but I feel like at I a know certain it's point, not, but it, it is. has to shift at a certain yeah. point. Um, I think it was around the time he said that she could have gone somewhere else if she really wanted to. I think that was when I kind of like in my mind it, it stopped being Stockholm syndrome. And she does have all this freedom and she can do whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it is the first time we see her outright blatantly be into him mm-hmm. and not have any doubts about it. Yeah. Whereas normally she's like back and forth like, oh. Because her inhibitions are low. Yeah. And and it's uh, it's it was funny watching it from going from 24 to 25 because it, it almost seemed like a light switch. Liquid courage. It, it was, works every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess she was drunk. She was fucked up. But, but she the, wasn't even just tipsy. This, she was gone. Oh, truly, truly. Um, it, yeah, it was just like basically from 25 on, she just she doesn't hold back. Uh, she even gets really like uh, possessive. Mm-hmm. It's the first time we hear her, I want to say on like page 224, where she says, my it's high so lord. It's so gross. I hate it so much. I mean, she. I mean, she's about it. Um, that continues for a while, the my does. high lord thing. Yeah, it does. And I do appreciate this is one of the it's not the first time but it is one of the first times in a while that I think I paid attention to Sarah's attention to detail for clothing because she always does and you know we've she's talked about the gowns and the things that she wears but she was very specific about the cornflower blue chiffon gown and I'm like okay I was extremely specific but shout out to Alice she like pulled her into the side and she's like I'm gonna be your wingman real quick because you can't go to the party wearing that you can't go see them covered in paint because she was like um, the way this chapter starts is like Tamlin had gone away to to patrol or whatever mm-hmm. and she hadn't seen him for a while and she's been really stressed out about it because she's like, is he okay? Where is he? Oh my God, where's my boyfriend? He's not my boyfriend yet, but he will be. Um, and so she's just been passing her time painting, hanging out, yeah. worrying. And then she, you know, she hears their delightful sounds uh Tam and Lucian coming back like do 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 here we are mm-hmm. she's like oh my god I'm gonna go see them in my little paint you know my paint clothes and Alice said and not bitch yeah you gotta you gotta wear something nice you need a change but that's because she was actually invited to the party she was invited to the party yeah 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 um so I, I really like that I don't have a ton of, yeah. of things about this I do think it's interesting that there was two main points for me that were really I was like hmm she said this a couple of times. The male and female voices of the willow wisps, which are those spirits that dance around when they're fucked up, mm-hmm. uh, she describes them as two, male and female, two sides of the same coin. Not that no, that I means anything. I didn't pick up on that. Uh, it took me a second. I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. What'd she say? Um, so it's the second time. Oh, yeah. It was a collective voice, but in it existed both male and female, two sides of the same coin. Yep. On 228. Singing to each other in a call and response. Well. Yeah. She might have just run out of metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. Because, you know, once it's already in your head, then you find yourself using it for other things. Right. Right. Um, The only other thing that I really wanted to to focus on in this chapter was that she goes back to and it, it is at the end of it when she said it's the happiest moment of her life yeah i highlighted this um it's where she goes back to she has her little flashback moment where she's like her dad was like just let them be happy and she's like uh fuck no yeah they don't get to be happy that's not how it works basically well, but it the reason she said that is because she had no hope she could not see the light at the end of the Crush, tunnel crushed. like she was just 
in survival mode like we've talked about yeah. and I think that's when what I was saying before where like she had no hope and she sort of borrowed Tamlin's hope until she found her own mm-hmm. but yeah that is but a good this, point this whole night I like she full circled it she's like now I get what my dad meant yeah I'm so happy he said do you want me to read she, it she lost her inhibition do you want to read it no go for it She says, my father once told me that I should let my sisters imagine a better life, a better world. And I told him that there was no such thing. I never understood because I couldn't, couldn't believe that it was even possible until now. I appreciate that you um, just skipped over that, that middle detail. I didn't, I, we don't (laughs) need to talk about her running her thumb over his mouth, Mm. marveling like Mm. now. No one's thinking about that when they're in the moment. I'm sorry. They're not like. Maybe afterwards when you're reflecting back on the experience, but in the moment, I wouldn't be be making out with a guy and then be like thinking about my dad. <laughs> well, you don't got daddy issues. Thank God. Yeah. But all yeah, the boys out there nice. just know she doesn't have daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. This was a chill chapter. It was. It wasn't a lot, and I didn't. I didn't. And they have totally a lot. make out. They they make out hard, um, and she's definitely down. And they for watch it. the sunrise. They do watch the sunrise. It's so cheesy. Um, Lucian is really. He is specific to to tell her to pay attention, like that fairy wine isn't normal. Yeah. And this is the first time we've seen that because even when remember when she first came to uh, Prithian, she was like, can't eat or drink anything because everything's bad mm-hmm. and poisonous or mm-hmm. whatever. It also does reference a time that we, she obviously doesn't talk about it, but she's like, oh, you, there's more um, familiar, familiarity building between her and Lucian. Yeah. Oh, when she reflects um, back on the times they've had in the weeks or months that she's been there. Yeah. She, she's like, don't drink that. I've warned you before. And she's like, what? Like you warned me about those berries. And basically she hallucinated for a bunch of hours yeah. because she, those are the mushrooms. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there was something. so that was, um, an exchange. I also was like, mm, yeah. they're building their repertoire and yeah, they're her and Lucian are closer in a different way than her and Tam, obviously. Um, and that's just really apparent and I think she does a good job and makes it an intentional building in that chapter for oh, yeah. the later and for things not, to come. And it's not like, uh, oh, it happened this day and then the next day this happened. It's like showing the passage of time because she's been there for a while. Thank God. It's not just been yeah. one week. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all I've got. Yeah. It's all, I mean, this really was a chill chapter. Shorty chill. She just had fun with her little fiddler. I'm so jealous you have 26. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it justice. I just, just did a, I'm, I, I shifted my overviews it. to being very, um, basic. Okay. And so that way we have more time and bullet points to talk about. Okay. Well, I have so many things. I love this. Uh, so my synopsis of 26, let's just get right into it. They're hungover as fuck from mm-hmm. summer solstice. Um, we've now hit the point where the sexual tension between, Tamlin and Feyre is it's not even subtle it's not even like slightly it's just full-blown they out here mm-hmm. uh it's it's on display their their dalliances from the night before are brought into the purview by our, our good man Lucian who's just like great word choice we hey. just had there in that <laughs> sentence thank you <laughs> um he's you know kind of grossed out by it as any of us would be he like basically calmed down uh, can you mm-hmm. not do that at breakfast, which is also lunch because they're all hungover. 
Uh, we've all probably been there, maybe, if you're an adult or make bad choices as a teenager, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learn more about the blight and other courts and how it's impacting those courts mm-hmm. uh, as a whole. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, and then we get this startling interruption mm. from a, a from stranger who? from who but it's not a stranger it's not, Malia. A sh- it's not a stranger this is where we meet uh resand for mm. the first time like f- legitimately but and we've we, already met him before haven't we We have and so has pharah where uh we met him at fire night <gasps> i know he was the handsome stranger and she's very clear to still say he's the hottest man ever he, even when he's like rolling in kind of like being um intentfully casual scary and dark and but he's always so cash he is he is he is cash it's that cocky confidence yeah that's a good, the that's swagger a good one. in <laughs> that's a good one um but His during the knee high boots oh my click clacking we'll down the to, marble we'll get to that i'm just doing the overview <laughs> Sorry. we you can get there we'll just we save that for the details uh so we we have this interaction comes in. They're actually trying to hide Farah because they don't want to announce her presence, but she's found out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the chapter ends with Tamlin begging for him not to tell uh, Amarantha, who we learn about in this chapter also. Yeah. Um, we just learned the name, but we don't really learn more than that. It's kind of just speculation and putting pieces together. Yeah. Um, I called this chapter the chapter of names. Because mm, we like learned that. two names in this like chapter. Two new names, yeah. Resand and Amarantha. Yeah. Both important players. Very. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, yeah, that's my. Um, that's I my loved this chapter. Synopsis. Oh, it's a great chapter. Let's get into the, the nitty gritty because this one's got some good details to hang, like, to latch on to. Yeah. Um, well, we learn a shit ton. Like, there's so, so much information in this chapter. Um, and mainly because we have a new player in the game and that's resand mm. and so um like when they're interrupted tamlin and lucian hide uh wait are we not going sequentially just, i was just wondering go ahead what else do you want to talk about you uh, want to talk about the 12 kids what 12 kids the 12 kids that died oh is that before that? i don't want to disrespect their deaths is that what we're talking about well yeah i had something else too because that's i have i have multiple other things but i'm i'm happy to jump around so start with where you are now now you got me in my head no start just go you had a flow i'm so sorry i interrupted you um, i was just being a dick okay, because well. you yelled at me one time <laughs> for not going in order on the internet you can see it. i feel like you're bringing up the past right now it's and it feels like some unresolved it's no it's um, my pro- it, these are my my issues i've i'm learning <laughs> that uh i latch on to finite details that bother me and i don't know how to let them go i have not yet figured out how to have that happen but i do now have the awareness that's the first start um well i mean going sequentially the first thing i really had was the 12 kids thing did you have something before then? I did, but it's just before that. Oh, well, sure. Uh, I This is the first time for me where I feel like uh, Farah has been very... Uh, she's thinking broader than just herself about what's going on. And she's, so? she so? says, I wondered... Uh, 
I wondered if being emissary also meant being spy master mm. and wondered why he was bothering to say this in my presence at all. And it's one of the first times I think that she's taken into account that they're saying a lot of things in front of her intentionally. And, mm-hmm, and it, it's, uh, it's almost like her razz and awareness like just kicks in yeah. and she uses that to her advantage and mm-hmm. she had to um, moving forward. So it was just a, yeah, a, good, a good note. A note. It was a good note for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, Lucian basically like kills the mood because they're basically <laughs> doing it on the table, like with their thoughts. It's so gross. Um, uh-huh. Mainly because I'm putting myself in Lucian's shoes. I would feel so uncomfortable. I mean, if she's sitting there glancing and like, biting her lip. I'm like, just trying mm. to eat my cinnamon roll. Can you please stop? Can you stop glancing pointedly and biting lips? And, yeah. Like, and you know they have like noises. these senses. So you know it probably like smells weird to them. Like arousal. <laughs> what? They bring it up all you the time about I smelled you. Like we yep. Yeah, we we talk about that I a lot. I get we all give off pheromones, but like we don't even notice them. They're like subconscious. They You'll really love them. the chaos series. They talk about that a lot <clears throat> too. I'm getting more and more excited to read it. <laughs> um I can smell But he it. like douses them with cold water by giving them bad news. <laughs> Stop. You just missed my joke, but it was so oh, good. I'm sorry. You'll hear it in the recording. Okay. <laughs> um and he's basically like, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but um, two dozen, 12 kids had um, been killed by the blight. Sorry, my notes all got messed up. Okay. They'd been killed by the blight in the winter court um, and that it seems to be moving further south. And then he makes a pointed note to mention that the night court has remained unscathed. Um, so they continue this like, we don't like the night court. They're the bad guys. Yeah, thing. it goes back to 24 where, you know, they're like mm-hmm. the night court left this this head as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they're like freaked out about that until they're interrupted. Um, I don't have anything until they, they get interrupted. Do you? No. Uh, nope. That was it. It was it then. Uh, and then I have a lot more. Yeah, they get really interrupted. <laughs> but um, and then he appears. Oh, well, I, I mean, just, just before that, it's like they're very protective. They're really um, insistent. Like, it's interesting that they pivot her to be behind Lucian. And, and Lucian is her shade and her cover. Yeah. Literally, physically. Yeah, they glamour, glamour so her. that um, the the stranger walking in can't see her because she's, like, become a part of Lucian yep. mm-hmm. uh, by the window. And I think they do that just because if anyone's going to be standing up by the window, it would probably be Lucian. Whereas, like... Tamlin would be the one casually sitting down. It shows you how, like, they posture with the courts, like how yeah. they put on this facade of, oh, I'm just chilling. What you doing? Politics are politics are nice politics. Nice to see you. You're just going to walk in here <laughs> <Yeah>. uninvited. <laughs> mm. um, so, yeah, they glamour her. And the sun's out. Sun turns out. I love that for us. Oh, I was getting tan. Yeah. Um, but like it says the footsteps grew louder the scuff of boots on marble tiles and he they do say like he's wearing knee-high boots i've never seen a man wear knee-high boots Uh, yes you have in every single fucking like renaissance (laughs) yeah (laughs) renaissance movie you've ever seen um no i love it i'm here for it um but that's Mm -hmm. when like she realizes, oh, this is the guy who had helped me on fire night what when you got in them boots. Yeah. <laughs> These boots were made for walking mm. on marble tile. Um 
I never dared to paint him. I knew I would never have the nerve to, which is interesting because mm, that might change. Mm, spoiler alert. Ah. <laughs> I mean, she's so specific to just say he smiled, heartbreaking in its beauty, and put a hand on his chest. Mm-hmm. I mean, even frightening, he's the most beautiful. This is why I would never do yeah. well if, like, a captor, if I was captured, okay. if, I, if I was taken and the captor was hot, I just don't, I would be like, okay. Hey, how you Like, doing? you're crazy, but damn, you're fine. Like, I don't mentally know how to process my so emotions. So you're saying that you probably would have been a victim of Ted Bundy? For sure. If okay. he's hot and he's into me, obviously my self-esteem's <laughs> so low. I'd be like, thank you. Thank oh you for God. wanting to murder me. Oh, <laughs> you are so sweet. Um, so, yeah, Resand, that's when we learned that this person is named Resand. Um, and basically the conversation, she's just witnessing the conversation between Resand, Tamlin, and Lucian. Um, and so it's a lot of weird little nuggets that you don't, like, I can point them out now because I know what they all mean. But, like, if you're just reading it for the first time, you're like, I don't know what all this shit's talking about. Because it's mm, that same, like, yeah. super ambiguous conversation where she's obviously missing a lot of puzzle pieces. Yeah. Um, like, 49 years and no attempts to save yourself or your lands. Um, and they... Well, they also yeah. have the, the exchange, him and Tamlin, Resan and Tamlin have this... Uh, friendly exchange where you obviously get a bigger picture that they have a a long history history. yeah well yeah he's like uh what is it when he's talking about how he refers to him he said only my prisoners and enemies call Call me me that yeah resand well if that's Um, not a but then they switch back to calling him reese yeah very quickly so Um, maybe they're not enemies or prisoners (laughs) yet (laughs) um but that's when we learned that Resand was the one who left the head in uh, chapter 24. So he's from the night court. And I just think it's interesting when you like pick apart Resand and Tamlin's conversation because they're both trying to posture and like, I'm the cool one. No, Men. Like, what is it? A, a, a dick contest? What do they call it? <laughs> Measuring each other's dicks. Yeah. Like Wait, no, it's like pissing contest. Pissing contest. I'm just like I think you can measure dicks too. Yeah, <laughs> they're all bad. I don't know. Basically, to just I've never been in one. They're just dudes alfing each yeah, other out, and you're just like, God, can you so just gross. like, can you just calm down? Um, so it's all these like little quick whips back and forth of them trying to like stoke the other person. Mm. Um, but one that I really liked is from Resand, and she, he says to Tamlin, "What a pity that you must endure the brunt of it, Tamlin." And an even greater pity that you're so resigned to your fate. Um, and when you know Resand better, it's on page 235. Okay, see it? keep going. Um, I just think it's it's something I'm tucking in my back pocket for later. Because when you know Resand better and you know the situation better, even just finding what you do at the end of the book. Did you guys hear that? I was like, that's a man's voice, but where the fuck is it coming from? Is it outside? I hope so, otherwise we are being invaded by <sighs> ghosts. I don't hear it anymore. Oh my god. Um, but it, it shows like the... I'm gonna have to like, pause. Well, while, while you're like at that, right Sorry. before you, you said half the sentence, but I actually clung to the thing right before the sentence that you said. There's nothing to be done. 
No. Um, you were talking about how he's been... Um, shit what did you oh no i'm sorry maybe it's right after that where you where you said 49 years and no attempts to save yourself oh yeah but literally in that same sentence it's just the two lines before that he uh we learn or we first hear about under the mountain i don't think we've ever heard under the mountain before up to this point um oh, maybe and i don't remember I don't i've heard it so much that that's not <laughs> one i picked up on uh, I mean, I think maybe we saw it on the map. I don't know if she saw it on the map. Remember, the map had that uh, middle part. It has the big mountain on it, but yeah. I don't know if we've heard the term under the mountain yet I as like know. a very specific place. And um, it's almost where you get the first realization that he's like actually stuck in this estate. Like he can't leave. Yeah. Where we know that they're all kind of trapped to an extent, but he's, we now know specifically he was sequestered to his estate. Yeah. Could not leave. He had to be here. And um, he's so stubborn to join this blight movement, Amarantha, spoiler alert, that he chose to, I guess, stay on his estate. Um, yeah. And it's been a paradise compared to Under the Mountain, which just is our big indicator that Under the Mountain ain't good. Yeah. Um, but I think this conversation also opens a lot of insight into who Resand, Rysand, Resand. I in the graphic audio or in the graphic book, not the Resand. Au- yeah, they keep calling him Resand, yeah, and but I, don't I guess know how you shorten it to Reese. Reese, yeah, so I get it. I know. I had to do that too. I was like, mm, um, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> but like, you you can see that he's he's not uh, a crony. Like he's his own person mm. because just the way he says things it shows that he he's, he's a player he yeah he's got he's got things going on um and that's what i meant like he is comparing himself to tamlin like what a pity that you must enjoy the brunt of it and even greater pity that you're so resigned to your fate and it's it's like um yeah but while he's saying that it's such he's an saying insult it in such a sexy way that it's making ferris yeah. cheeks burn cause she's like damn he but sounds fine that is such a <laughs> backhanded compliment or not sorry it's what i call it grandma that. burn it's a yeah it's like such a subtle burn yeah it's like, grandma burn yeah you don't even realize that you're being insulted until it happens and you're like until you walk away and until go. you get in the shower later and you're like hold the fuck up <laughs> they were being mean to me <laughs> yeah um and like you can also tell that resand is let down by tamlin where he's like yeah um you might be stubborn, but this is pathetic. Like how different the High Lord is from the brutal war band of centuries ago. Um, and then they call Resand Amarantha's whore. Dude, Lucian sticks up for his boy. He's and like, so that's where we're like, wait, who's this Amarantha chick? So what do you know about anything? Yeah, you're just Amarantha's whore. <laughs> that's a, in yeah. My mind, he like he's like, I got your back, Tamlin. Yeah, you a hoe. <laughs> Um, but then he comes back with even more calculation. He says, uh, her whore I might be, but not without my reasons. Ooh. And so it's like. What's that mean? I didn't, like, obviously the first time you read this, you're like, okay, whatever. Like, who is this guy? Um, but those reasons you do learn later. Yeah. And they're very and he good. Sticks out. He's not even explicit. He just, you know, essentially says, like, I'm out here doing something. What are you doing? Just mm-hmm. sitting around mm-hmm. on your mm-hmm. estate. Yeah. And waiting the Amarantha, which we find out in this chapter, is that elusive she that we've heard yep. up until this point. Mm. So Feyre puts that together. Um, and we shortly find out later that Rhysand's not just a member of the Night Court and Amarantha's whore. He's the High Lord 
of the night court. In this chapter? Yeah, 236, top of the page. Is that oh, any way to speak yeah, yeah. to a high lord of Prithian? Oh, oh, that's her heart stopped dead. It sure mm-hmm. did. It sure did. Yeah. Um, I did. That's what I mean. We find out so much. We really did. I also made a good, a good, overarching. I don't know what else to say, but other than note, I just made a, a point to realize that during this chapter, she does a lot to set up, um, Resand looking very calculated angry hateful like mm-hmm. he's set up to look like a villain and the way that everything tamlin is doing it's making him the hero mm-hmm. you know he's uh he's talking about how he doesn't enforce rank um because he's not reprimanding lucian yeah well and he's like, talks about my my prisoners yeah, yeah like and he's tamlin's it there the way it's posturing is that he is yeah. this really um stick to my ethical standpoint no matter what i'm gonna hold my position um mm-hmm. because my morals are this caliber and he's the savior um he's protecting her from this evil guy yeah so there's a lot to set up this uh like you know good versus evil night yeah. versus spring basically yeah um and i i think that she she does a good job making Resand seem as dark and evil as he's trying to seem. Yeah. And he is. The a- point is, is that he's trying to seem he that is way. absolutely. Well, and he's put, he's putting on a show. He's yeah. putting on face, but, but we, he has to anyways. Like short. I mean, we can have spoilers. Spoiler some, alerts. Some. Yeah. We want to leave a few little things in there, but like he, everything he does, he does for a reason. Mm-hmm. And like, we know that, like from everything he wears to the way he carries himself to what he says is all chosen for a reason. And like he wants people to hate him. He sure does. And we find out why at the end of the book or maybe in the beginning of the next one, I think it's mist and fury. We find out why I think it's later. Yeah. But it's like, she does. She, she does a great job of making us not like him Mm -hmm. and being like, Oh, well we're on Tamlin's side too. Yeah. Um, you can tell we're already so <laughs> every episode we're I'm just dragging it. Tamlin just, through. I, the I mean, dirt. I'm not against it. I and the thing is, is I feel for him. Uh, he even says in this chapter. Uh, I do believe it's in this chapter that Resand says. Um, God, is it in this chapter? It is. He Resand is really. Uh, intent on setting him up vaguely because obviously she doesn't know why he's saying it that she would have been the one for him for tamlin Mm -hmm. if um it was just too late because she's just as stubborn as as tamlin Mm -hmm. is and that's that's what i asked you a question before we started recording because um because of how contrived some of the situations have seen uh and we've i think you and i've just been debating back and forth how much resand really knows Mm -hmm. or truly knows um, because there is, I won't even spoil it. I'll wait till we get to it at the end of the book, but there's something really big that happens. I'm like, he was shocked that this thing happened. So there's no way he could have known, mm-hmm. which means there's some things that could have, you know, you can play the game and hope that it goes this direction, yeah. but you don't necessarily know the details of how it's going to go. Um, so it's interesting that at this point he's like, Oh, this could be your girl, but Mm. it's just not so not gonna work do out do you remember fire night how he addresses her did he say hey little girl 
<laughs> I don't remember his exact. I oh, I do remember that he was just really casually. You made a very big deal about it. Where he was like, "Hey, how are you?" Do you know exactly what he says? No, I just he says, "I've upset. been looking for you." There it is. Yes, and you were like, "That's so cute." Oh, okay. Oh, I get it. But when we talked about that in episode like seven I'm or something, I'm trying not to give it away. I get it. I get it. I get but it. That is a great opening fucking line it by is. Sarah because it plays all the way in. Damn. Yeah, it's so good. That's I don't That's think good. I don't That's think good. he knows everything, but I think he's smart enough to put the pieces together and mm. pick up on hints and realize like it's like when. Okay. In life, like, <laughs> but you know how seem, people are like, oh, like, they're so lucky or whatever, like, these good things happen to them. It's like, good things happen to you or opportunities pre- present themselves, but it's up to you to take them. Like, yeah. it's the same thing with this. Like, he's getting these hints or nudges from the cauldron, the universe, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and he's acting on them. And he's saying, like, oh, if I'm getting this information, then I'm going to... Trust the universe. Trust yeah, the Yeah, but it's like, you can't just sit there and it be handed to you. You have to... You have to take action. Yeah. I, that's... Yeah. If you want to get real deep with it, like... I don't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but There's that's, like, the whole manifestation thing. People get it fucking twisted because... Yes. Yes, you get nudges, you get hints, you get opportunities every fucking day, but it's up to you to decide what you do with them. Mm. And, like... Yeah. Not just magic. Just, like, <laughs> that's where I think it's interesting how Resand is, like, basically being like, Tamlin, you're not fucking doing anything and you could be doing a lot more. Yeah. And, like, um, we don't know what the fuck they're talking about at this point, but it shows like that he's he does stuff like he's a leader he's like i'm doing shit like Like, yeah i may be fucking her but i'm doing it with a purpose (laughs) i'm fucking for the cause yeah and but it's like also shows how resigned tamlin is and how much he's sort of just given um i don't know if it's given up but he's more just like accepted his fate that this is how it's gonna be that's giving because (laughs) because what that means yeah he says there's nothing to be done like now i'm gonna spoiler alert this one just a little bit there's a lot (laughs) that's okay because we find out in the next coming chapters that essentially this whole thing starts because did you hear my news crack i sure did (laughs) i can i can wait till we get to the chapter if you want let's wait okay but it's really good and i'm just like Let's wait. Okay. All right. But don't so you see why I'm so obsessed with the them first meeting and why I... I do see it now. That just clicked for me, and that is actually very good. You didn't even say that the first time you were talking about it. You just thought it was, like, a good... You even went on to, like, yeah, that's, like, what guys do. Like, if you feel like you're in trouble, it's, like, testing the waters. But I feel like you've just made it even better. It wasn't just, like, him saving her. It was, like, a whole... That's what I meant by contrived. Not that, like, spiral. he knew everything, but that, like... There was intent. Mm. Anyway, so we've learned that he is just a very intentful, very calculated, very tactful mm-hmm. um, high lord who's trying to do trying to do his things. But he is he is kind of the villainous role um, for sure. But antagonist tied well, at the and, moment, and it's because he's tied to this Amarantha chick who yeah. is obviously like what does Ferris say that's holding his leash and make making Tamlin and Lucian so scared, like. Mm. Um, that might be the next chapter that she says that my bad but Mm -hmm. like 
I think Feyre puts together how much this Amarantha chick is playing into the whole like dynamic of the situation yeah. because Tamlin and and Resand, who are both high lords, are basically like, um, you know, subservient to her in some capacity. Yeah. Well, so. also, so while they're having this conversation, Lucian and Tamlin and Resand are just like going back and forth. Oh yeah, don't forget, Resand doesn't know that she's there. She doesn't know that he doesn't know that she's there, and um, Tamlin's trying to get him out. Basically, like get the fuck out. Our girl's still she's still glamoured, pressed behind him. Oh boy, and he's about to like dip, and then he pays attention because he's so smart. He's so smart. He looks around and he sees three fucking play settings at the table, and he goes, "Hold the fuck up!" Yeah, who's your guest? And then Tamlin, quick on his feet, is like, "Oh, um, I sent them away before you got here because I knew you were coming, and no one wants to be here when you're here." <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> burn. Mm, hate you. Um. But then, you know, it's Resand and he's the Lord of the Darkness or whatever. So he uses his little um, dark swooshy. He says, you dare glamour me. Oh, yeah. He's pissed. Put me in the graphic audio. I could do a better fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> he could. He could. Um, so, yeah. So eventually, or like not even eventually, it just after he realizes it he's gets been glamoured. Yeah. I mean, they, tensions are like already on edge. And then like when he realizes he's been glamoured and he destroys it, he's like, fuck you you don't fucking do that to me like don't you know who i am um and that's when reese um i mean lucian tries to lie and be like it's my betrothed and then reese is like i okay whatever well it's it's really important to take that into consideration for later in the story yes for um lucian but he basically yeah he says it's my girl he's trying to lie and and yeah but then Reese approaches Feyre and like everyone's like, I feel like I'm saying like too much. Um, but Tamlin and Lucian are very much, you know, hands on swords, ready to strike at a moment's notice. And he, Reese yeah. takes control of Feyre's mind um, and like reads her thoughts. Oh, and that's when it re- she's it's revealed that she's not Lucian's betrothed because she see he sees yeah. all the spicy thoughts that she has for Tamlin. I underlined those. Oh my gosh. Sure did. Sure did. It's funny though. I mean, Resand is like so good at just subtly insulting people. Well, he all it, he uh, makes a really intent point to say to keep the mortal trash mm-hmm. away from his father. And Lucian's that is, father. Yeah, away from Lucian's father and that his mother is probably going to be just so upset and he recommends like getting rid of that. And then he figures it out by like yeah. going in because resand can um get into people's minds that's like yeah. a gift that he has because they all have special gifts mm-hmm. and that's one that he has he can he can read people's well, they don't all minds. just the most powerful correct that's what i'm saying he, yeah. they all have different gifts and that's one of his yeah um do you know what it's called do we want to touch on that now well we find out in mist and fury it's called a demonte i think demonte i don't know demonte i'm gonna trust you i don't know something like, it, we, yeah, yeah. it comes up in the next book so we can touch on it then but um yeah but that's what leads to tamlin begging resand not to tell amarantha about pharah i mean begging like on resand is like get on your fucking knees then i mean fucked up which um is i think an interesting thing that happens not only because it's like a degrading thing for a high lord to do that to another high lord yeah 
Um, but Farah at this point finds it like um, almost honorable. Like she's taken aback and like feels special that Tamlin would. Oh, it cements her affection, her yeah, emotions, like her get heart. on it's his knees for her. Like please. To oh my god, but like to beg that like Resan keeps her this knowledge secret that she exists um which i think is a really cool juxtaposition it's something to remember that like he did not only does it cement her love i like the way you said that but like it shows the bowing thing comes back up again that's foreshadowing it's foreshadowing yeah for sure um he also does in this one you start to learn that uh what people are called is really important Mm -hmm. and uh you know what you call someone or what you identify it like it has power you hear those bugs so loud i live in nature again it's like we're in the graphic audible i'm sorry (laughs) i love it (laughs) um so he asks raysan asks for uh feyre's name Mm, and she's really quick well, like, it's always funny reading it because it doesn't sound quick in your head, but you know she says it quicker than not because yeah. she's, like, long pausing. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of giving her real name, she gives a fake name mm-hmm. because she's like, well, if I give him my name, uh, it would probably be be worse. Yeah. More pain and suffering, you know. He might go find her family and drag him into Prithian yeah. and make it bad. So she gave a fake name of her sister's friend that she just heard. I don't think she knew her re- very well. Her name was Claire Better. Yep. And uh, and that's kind of the end of the chapter. Yeah. My mind says his little "I'm a fade into night" thing and makes his exit. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it really was. We just learned a lot in this, like sure resand, amarantha, maybe under the mountain, all that shit. Like it's all new. What's it's a happen? good building chapter, and it leaves a lot of more questions because they again are having these conversations where only they're only getting like half the information to Feyre, so. How well will she put it all together? Not well. Not well. <laughs> she, it, takes it takes her, her too wi- long. It takes her a while to figure it out. But yeah, that's all I had. Yeah, same, same, same. Um, that's a fun one. Yeah, I love. Well, I just love Reese. God, I can't. I can't not express my love. I can't. Uh, I'm gonna say this. Say it. And I, I'll bring it up again. We find out coming up in the next few chapters. Uh, I feel like this might be the end of this episode, and then we'll yeah. we'll go on to the next one. So I'm going to just kind of spoiler alert for what's coming up next. We find out that um, essentially this whole thing has started because Tamlin refuses to bang some chick named Amarantha. Like that's my very, very, very broken down, like all the way to the base of it. And there's. <laughs> Uh, there's but other yeah. things going on but like ultimately the blight and all the things it's an enticing incident that's what i would say it is a real big driver for her mm. and it just led, led me to question how hot is this motherfucker if he's gonna start like multiple like decade long i don't bad think stuff? it's because he's so hot i think camarantha has no. control issues well but i was it's gonna like say she wants the power of but he is really hot which means if Rhysand's the most beautiful man, like, all of these dudes have to be so fine. Yeah. And I just want to go live there. <laughs> I just, where do you find these men? Ugh. Well, yeah, it's because they're made up. When you God write your characters, you can make them as hot as you want. I gotta start writing more. Yeah. <laughs> so they're still not real. 
real. Maybe if you write down, manifest it. You can write down what you want. Oh, make like a in wish practical list magic. For a man. Practical magic. Yeah. One blue eye, one green eye. Yeah. And then maybe by putting it out into the universe, the universe will bring it back to you. Yeah, but that's where you got to get careful with like the Rumpelstiltskin of the universe where if you're not specific okay, enough. Okay, see, this is your trust issues. Don't. I'm just saying, well, it good can intent, go bad. Good intent. Good intent. Good intent. If you start thinking Rumpelstiltskin, that the universe is Rumpelstiltskin, then the I universe will be Rumpelstiltskin and be you'll be specific. fucked. That was chapters 25 and 26. We will be back next episode covering 27 and 20. beyond, probably. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Check out our Instagram. Bookmarket podcast. Or our we website. We post things. We do post things. We are on Spotify. It Apple. is incredibly hard to find on Spotify, by the way. Oh, I have it saved. You have to like physically just go to our website and click the link to Spotify because if you try to search it on Spotify, it literally does not come up in the search. Yeah, I'm I, not kidding. I was like, that's so fucked up. Fuck you, Spotify. But whatever. We'll get ranked one day. One day. Y'all just tell all your friends to like us, whether they listen to it or not. <laughs> and whether we offended them. And by we, I mean me, obviously, offended them or not. I just don't mean it in a hateful or rude way. Yeah. Um, so thanks for listening yeah, and thank you. we'll, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.